The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Do you want to get cognitive dissonance streamed to your iPhone or BlackBerry? If so, download Stitcher free today at stitcher.com. Hi, Tom and Cecil. This is Alexi. You're saying there isn't enough stuff in contrails to have an effect? Well, what about homeopathetics, eh? They're spraying poison out of guys. Homeopoison. Wake up before it's too late. Hey, y'all, this is Tammy, and I'm here calling in in regards to a boy who done called earlier asking what is a fiddler's buck. Well, I'll have you know, a fiddler's buck is done by a fiddler as he's fiddling on his fiddle, and it's an insignificant brush of the hips. So when someone says, I don't give a fiddler's buck, they're saying, not only do I not give a full thrust of my hips, but I don't give an itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny thrust of my hips. It's like saying, I don't, not only do I not give a shit, but I don't give an itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny green baby shit. Goddamn, boy. Even I knew that. And I got an IQ 68. Glory hall. Hey, this is Will from Milwaukee, and uh, I am an atheist, and when people hear I'm an atheist, they always want to ask me about, why don't I believe in God? And my belief in God is not really the issue. The issue for me is my desire to not believe in the devil. No devil. That's my default position. You can't have one without the other, so God and Jesus are just collateral damages in my endeavor to enjoy a devil-free existence. Glory hole. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 163 of Cognitive Dissonance, and this Cecil is uh, this is a uh, it's an important show. We got named by the fine folks at Dose of Rationality. We got named the number one podcast by Dose of Rationality. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, like, that's like your mom calling up and saying, "Like, honey, you're one of my favorite children." 
I you know. know. It's like it's not like the ones where people actually have to right. vote. Those no, are, this is just <laughs> like those ones we get trampled tramped underfoot. Under I those. will take what I can get. Yeah. Okay. Oh, me you too. Know? Me too. It's finally. The recognition I always wanted. I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> I'm going to kiss Halle Berry when I accept my award. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just going to run up there. <laughs> Kanye West is going to be like, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> but let me tell you, Scathing Atheist has the best <laughs> podcast out there. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just shrug and be like, yeah, it's pretty good, yeah. actually. Yeah. That's no, good. It's no, good. No, yeah, no, I get it. it. Turns I get out it. That's, You're right. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yo, I'm going to let you finish. Yeah. All right. That's <laughs> But herd mentality. <laughs> it's really, really Adam good. Reeks jumps up. It's like Adam Reeks. Adam Reeks like knocks the fucking microphone out of your hand. To take it out of you. Just uh, like really? What? You, yeah. What's happening here? Why are you taking this? It's like nobody even to watch the award show. Can you imagine? See, so you went to a podcast uh, award oh show once. I did. And, I did. Uh, yeah. You know, I was not able to attend it, and it turns out it was not televised. Yeah. You know, the worst part about that podcast show is. I didn't realize it until I was there, but it was gauche to wear your own podcast T-shirt, and it was a rule I hadn't been informed of. <laughs> and there I am in my cognitive dissonance T-shirt, and I could tell immediately everybody was just like, like, oh my gosh, are you serious? You're wearing your own fucking podcast T-shirt? And it was funny, when they announced our name, I was the only person who was like, yeah! And everybody's like, looking well, yeah, around. Everybody's like... <laughs> I was the only one. I didn't give a shit. I was just like, yeah, motherfucker. Cognitive dissonance, bitch. I said, who's that guy on the other side of the glory hole? It's Jesus. So the first story we want to talk about comes from, unsurprisingly, Right Wing Watch. Pastor at religious right event predicts church will soon cure HIV. So, Cecil, uh, I read this. It sounds like they've got their top prayerologists on it. They do. Yeah. They do. Absolutely. Yeah, they've they've gotten in a circle <laughs> and they've anointed themselves That's... with oil. The, uh... They call that a circle joke in other places. But but here it's their prayerologist. Do you want to hear what this guy has to say? He's fucking no. awesome, Tom. You got to hear what this guy has no, to say. No, but you're going to play it anyway. No, he's the best. Right. Yeah. Here, listen. This nation was built on power. And because they are taking power out of it. They are struggling. But thank God for you and I that we are in this nation. We are taking the revival. We are taking the revival. Until they see power, they will not believe in your God. Until they see power, they will not believe in your God. Now, when they have toiled and they can't find any cure to HIV, and they come to the church and you lay hands and they start walking. Wait, okay, so Wait. when when does HIV stop you from walking? Uh, when you die. Yeah. So I guess maybe if it brings you back to life. <laughs> and you know, I got to admit, like, his premise is fucking foolproof. If I go to church and I actually see some fucking power, then yeah, man, maybe I would start believing. But every time I've gone to church, I've just seen people sitting around in a church. <laughs> I have never that's seen, right. like, I've seen electricity. Yeah. And, like, that's the sure. only power I've seen is the power yeah. of electricity being turned on. Yeah, I've seen the power of brownies at their bake sale. Right. I've seen <laughs> like, the power seen... of the spaghetti dinner and the pancake breakfast. Okay, let's let's finish it out real quick because he's got all something right. else to say after that. They will see power. They will all run to the house of God. For the Bible says, in the last days, all shall run. Oh, run. They will run. They will come. 
So, okay, so. <laughs> the run. <laughs> ravishing man. What a ravishing man he is. But I, I like I like that they've got a run. Like, they're running in the last days. What the fuck is stopping God from curing HIV right now? You know what I mean? Like, like why is it that we've got to wait until some fucking magical day and for him to be like, oh, well, finally, I, I finally woke up and I've got, you know, I had, a, I had my cup of coffee and now I'm ready to go about clearing out the world of HIV. You know, like, what the fuck? Why doesn't he just do it right now? Why doesn't, if he's there, if he has the power, as you say, why doesn't he use his power to fucking cure HIV right now? I love that God treats HIV like cleaning the gutters of your house. Right, exactly. It's, like, on, the, it's on the to-do list. It's, like, it's, <laughs> it's on like, his honey-do honey list. Do list. Like, it's an onerous, it's just a slightly onerous chore. You're like, ah. Oh. And, like, why would God need to cure HIV? Like, it couldn't, it couldn't have existed without him. And, and, and I, you also have to wonder, too, like, it's kind of like, like that moment right before the ceasefire in a major war, and you're like the last soldier that gets shot. Like, you're like the last person that dies of AIDS right before God. <laughs> like, God, at like Wednesday, you know, the 14th at 3.51 yeah, p.m. Yeah. cures AIDS, and like your fucking uncle died at like 3.45. <laughs> and you're just standing there like, and then like six minutes later, like just spontaneous cheers erupt from across the globe as age AIDS is just spontaneously cleared and you know everybody's bodies go into fucking remission or what have you and you're just <laughs> staring like at the fucking dead body of your loved one you're like right. six fucking minutes really yeah and six then in- minutes instead of trumpets though from heaven the angels come down with sad trombones there's like <laughs> wah wah the, the angels just mock you <laughs> like they like pick the body up and like start moving around like a puppet. Like, don't you wish I was alive, motherfucker? <laughs> if it's gonna be that absurd, though, you know when yeah. when humans are born, um, it should just say like, "This life is being filmed in front of a live studio audience." <laughs> like, if you're gonna make a fucking farce out of yeah, it, yeah. then at least make a fucking farce proper. Well, let's talk for a second though about like the people in this audience, though, because I think. Many of these people who are going to cheer and who are going to really be, you know, moved by this sort of thing really do think that, you know, laying on of hands actually does cure people of stuff. I mean, these are people who right. who do believe in the power of God and who do, you know, they witness these miracles, quote unquote, miracles all the time because of, you know, placebo and because of acting and sort of being caught up in the moment and all those things sure. that go yeah. into the uh, the laying on of hands and the feeling of of uh that sort of you know it's like it's like a psychological experiment more than anything else because these people you know they feel a little better or they get touched and they you know i don't believe the ones that can suddenly walk right i don't believe those like i i don't believe that those are real um but you know somebody who comes in and says you know i'm having these headaches and then they get touched and they fall over and then for a couple days they don't have the headaches you know, there is something to be said about the placebo effect. You know what I mean? There's something to be said about those things. It's always subjective symptoms, you know? And it's, but the thing is, is there's something to be said about it so that they, these people use that as their, they use it as a, as a way in which to reinforce their own belief. And I don't think that this is, you know, while we look at this and say how absurd it is that somebody could think that they could cure HIV or, you know, we're making all these jokes about it. These people don't think that this is that absurd. And this is a full fucking room. And and they are absolutely probably going to believe like, yeah, you know, we got to wait for the scientists to toil. You got to wait for them to finish their work. 
And then once once we've seen the the inferiority of man, only then will God demonstrate his superiority, right? That's what he's saying in this clip. He's saying when they have toiled and they can't find any cure to HIV and then they come to the church and you lay hands, they start walking, blah, blah, blah. You'll see the power. So, you know, before God will show the superiority of his might and power and his majesty, the inferiority of man has to first be demonstrated. So, you know, we have to humble ourselves before the Lord. That's really what he's getting at there, right? Like, and until we've properly humbled ourselves before the Lord, you know, the cure won't be found. And, you know, God won't come down and give us the cure. And this is really just a way of staving off the inevitable um, and moving that goalpost out so that there's 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 always a timeline, but never a timeline, right? Yeah, right, right. You know, I'm going to set forth these preconditions for God to demonstrate his superiority, but the preconditions will be subjective, and I'll tell you when they're met. Um, and that way there's there's no way he can get it wrong. I learned that early on to set expectations really low. I do that with my marriage, and it just I think it's the best way to go. Well, your wife certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> You're all sick! Oh, be nice! Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay! Oh, my God, what's happening now? We work hard. We play hard. <laughs> This story comes from Right Wig Watch. Todd Starnes warns of anti-duck dynasty violence, links same-sex marriage to healthy food initiatives. What? (laughs) You know, when I saw this, I was like, yeah, this is the kind of fucking comedy gold that only Todd Starnes can bring to the table. When you got a fucking dude whose belly is fucking threatening to eat his pants. Yeah. (laughs) Complaining about healthy food. I know. Man, you look at it, just the still photo from the first video. It looks like his his shirt is ready to explode from his bulbous fat belly. It just looks like his shirt is ready to open wide up. Let's listen. Now, this is him talking about how um, uh, Duck Dynasty, Phil Robertson. There's two clips. The first one is about Duck Dynasty and Phil Robertson, mostly. I think there's going to come a time when uh, Christians may be forced to engage in acts of civil disobedience. You know, Rick Warren, the pastor at Saddleback Church, uh, told me that uh, this issue, religious liberty, is going to be the civil rights issue of our generation. And when you think about that, you know, aside from the shock value of that statement, you know, how does that play out? What does that mean? Well, during the civil rights movement, um, there were acts of civil disobedience. People were marching in the streets for their rights. And I suspect that we're going to see that in our lifetime. The Robertsons are devout, you know, um, Christians, and they have very specific beliefs on marriage and uh, things that go against the, you know, the, the, the thought coming out of Hollywood these days, mm-hmm. and that they tried to penalize them for that. I think people need to understand this, that uh, there are people losing their jobs, they're losing their livelihoods, they're coming under attack because they hold Christian beliefs in this country. Uh, in my estimation, that's a form of persecution. Mm-hmm. And I think, again... If you can take someone like Phil Robertson and say, okay, well, Phil Robertson is is preaching hate or he's speaking hate. So eventually that's going to justify violence against those kinds of people. I don't know that that's the case. Why would you say start with that? Yeah. I mean, well, I want to start at the end, which is, you know, he's basically saying that, you know, somehow people are going to be led to violence because uh, Phil Robertson is, quote unquote, preaching hate. 
But, you know, I think what they're really doing is just is just not giving him any quarter. They're saying, look, we just don't want to hear from you anymore. You don't have anything intelligent to say. You don't know what you're talking about. You're making it seem like you, you know, being gay is a choice. You're making it seem like being gay is less than you're making it seem like being gay is abhorrent. Okay, well, we just don't have to listen to that. And somehow that is attacking his rights. No, he has every right to say it. We just don't have he just doesn't have the right to force us to listen to it. Right. You know, and it's funny because you hear that all the time, like, oh, you know, I can say whatever I want in this country. I have, you know, I have free speech. I can say, yes, you can. You can say whatever you want, but it doesn't mean you can say whatever you want and there will be no repercussions. What that means is that nobody's going to throw your ass in jail. Not that nobody is going to fire you from your job. Or, you know, it's not like I can go to work and just be like, I love touching your boobs. Let me touch your boobs. And, like, run around and chase right. people and be like, whoa, free speech, you know. Like, I would be fired for that. That would be grossly inappropriate to say at work. So, like, there's shit that you can say, and it's fine, and no one's going to come arrest you, and the fucking thought police aren't going to fucking jump out of their black helicopters and throw you in a gulag. That's true. But there's repercussions. And these are the same people who are always talking. They're like fucking sucking the fucking dick of capitalism in the free market. Like, oh, I fucking love that shit. And then as soon as capitalism in the free market swings against them, right? Like as soon as like the tide of public opinion, which is really what they're decrying here, right? So when the tide of public opinion, which is analogous to the free market, swings against their ideas like, whoa, I'm being persecuted. It's like, no. It's just that... You've got ideas nobody wants to buy, stupid. Yeah. And, and they're and nobody's mad. buying it. Yeah, and they're mad that nobody wants to buy it. They're mad about that. Right. There's, there's another two-minute clip I want to play. We might we might break it in half, but there's another two-minute clip I want to play, and it, it's Todd Starnes again on this uh, Jeannie Davis or is it Jean Day? I don't know. Jeannie Davis show, whatever. It's courtesy of Right Wing Watch. Why this attack on traditional marriage? Well, I think ultimately, I think the government wants to, to control everything. And that is the, uh, I think that's, that's ultimately what's responsible for all of this. The government thinks they know better. And what better way to control than to tear down the family unit? And I think that's what we've seen here. I mean, look at the attacks on, uh, on men in, in America. I mean, it's uh, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary has an institute on biblical manhood. You know, this idea that, uh, that, that men are not allowed to be, you know, strong leaders. You know, it's, I mean, men are under attack in the country. You know what I really want to do is get fucking lessons on how to be a man from a big fucking doughy guy with glasses. I know, That's- right? <laughs> Do a burpee, bitch. Do one burpee. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to the gym and work out, and then you can give me your fucking I don't need to learn about gender roles from fucking Captain Milk Toast. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a thing that I need to do. Yeah, I I would love, actually, it would be so much, it would be a fucking absolute hoot to go to the Southern Bigot Theological (laughs) Seminary thing or whatever they called it. That's what it's called, too. The Southern Bigots. It would be. You should see their mascot. Their mascot is awesome. (laughs) It's just a dude in blackface. Yeah. Yeah, He wears a noose around his neck. Oh, no. That's terrible. (laughs) This is terrible. All their cheerleaders are dressed up in clan outfits. the worst cheerleaders ever but they do wear the bloomers so if they jump up you can't can't really see anything so well the thing is they got the pointy hats but then they also have the old-timey pointy bras yeah. so that's <laughs> like madonna from the 90s 
Uh, but it would be a awesome. fucking hoot to go and find out exactly how my manhood is evidently under attack. Like, being a man is, like, <laughs> under attack. I've never had. Have you ever been attacked for being a man? Uh, dude, fuck what? it. This is, all this is, all this is, and, you know, he's going to talk a little bit more about it, but it's all this is just a pushback from feminism where, where women are just like, yeah, I would like to be equal. And people are like, oh, my God. Oh, they're trying to take everything away. <laughs> You're just like, what? They just want to be equal. Oh my God, I can't believe you want to. You're just like, are you serious? Are I'm you trying fucking to be a hyper, strong man. Are man. you hyperventilating over there? Will you calm down? So let's listen, because he's going to jump into feminism. So give, give him a chance. Uh, women are, are being told, you don't, um, you know, you're a lesser of a person if you stay home and, mm. and, and raise your children, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, take care of your home you know that, that there's something wrong with you. you deserve more than that well you know what god you know, who are, i've always found these people you know the the so-called you know the uh the, you know these liberators you know the uh the, the feminist who are they to decide what a woman should or should not do you know they're the ones putting uh, they're the ones putting you know limitations on 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 um, on that how women are supposed to li- live their lives Bulk of them are women. I, that's what I'm saying. Is like, like, who are they to decide what they should and shouldn't do? I don't know. They're fucking. They have their own free will to decide what they want to do. Right. <laughs> Suddenly, we're just like, you know, women really shouldn't decide what they want to do. Yeah. Who are you to make choices about your own life? You know, I, I actually what think though fuck? that this is a guy that believes that because he doesn't understand that most that that the the vast majority of feminists are women. Like, I think he must really think like. That this is coming from some other outside, because how else would that even work? Like, he seems to be suggesting that outside forces are influencing women to influence other women. <laughs> like what? It's like an alien mastermind or What's something. happening here? I don't know. There's still a minute left, so let's listen to him. So I think that we, have, again, have seen systematically over the past several decades these attacks on traditional gender roles and responsibilities, and uh, the government is stepping in. That's why you have the government, Mrs. Obama right now, spending millions of our tax dollars trying to tell us what we should, should and should not eat. Is that a fucking non sequitur or what? No kidding. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, for real? You know, it's not like the government has never been involved in nutritional education before, right? Like, I mean, the USDA has a food pyramid, which I guess is actually not very good, but still, no. like, the old you know, food pyramid is terrible, actually. It is, isn't <laughs> it's it? Totally, like, it's, it's like, like eat a million <laughs> carbs and it's drink like, a lot of milk. Like, stuff a box of oats in your mouth <laughs> every morning, chase it down with a steak, and once in a while eat some broccoli. Like, it's the worst ever. This is the worst. And it's like, drink a gallon of fucking, like, vegetable oil. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the like, it's like, at the bottom of it, it's like, it's like built on a pyramid of donuts. You know, it's just like donuts, <laughs> then cake. And then a steak, and that's well, what's at the top of it. You know that that's why the base of Americans has grown in a yeah. pyramidal shape. <laughs> no it's, it's actually it like pears. Maybe we shouldn't have had a a, a food pyramid. Maybe yeah. America should have had a food stick figure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we would have been a little bit better off. We had a we had a better better look there. All right, so there's a little more. Oh god. What responsibility is that of the federal government to determine if I want a cheeseburger or a nutter butter? Yeah. I'm going to guess you do want a cheeseburger <laughs> with a nutter butter <laughs> on it. He wants to use the nutter butter topping on the cheeseburger. <laughs> I would Can like a just... cheeseburger, hold the bun, and if you could serve that between nutter butters, please. 
pump some fucking peanut butter on top of that. Like, I just want it covered in peanut butter. Awesome. Is there any way you could deep fry that in caramel? <laughs> Uh, and when I eat it, I just want you to punch me the whole time. <laughs> Is that extra? <laughs> I'm going to try to eat it around this ball gag. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> You're like stuffing it around the edge of the ball gag. <laughs> it's, it's like crumbs and shit like falling all over. And, ah, eat it. Do you like it now? Do you like it now, little piggy? <laughs> That's Todd Stark. That Mrs. Weekend. Obama's yeah. the dominator. <laughs> She's in like a leather bra with like a whip. Oh, God. Andrew's oh, awesome. Fat, pale, <laughs> flaccid bodies all she's naked. Got like, she's got like men all tied up with apples in their mouths all around the room. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. So there's a little more. There's more? Yeah, dude. There's more. Oh, my God. No, like, okay. So now I'm going to oh, play shit. this out. Don't say anything, but it's like 45, it's like 40 seconds. Holy Listen to how awkward this is. It's even more awkward than any of our shows. What responsibility is that of the federal government to determine if I want a cheeseburger or a nutter butter? Yeah. It's not. It's not. Exactly. It is absolutely not. So the land of the free and the home of the brave. That's right. Exactly. So now they're saying, well, you don't need a, you know, uh, you don't really need a, a mom and a dad. You know, you could have two mommies or two daddies or you could have um, you could have a mommy and a daddy who used to be a mommy. But now is daddy, you know, thanks to gender reassignment surgery. I mean, it's very confusing to the average person. Mm -hmm. I'm very confused. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> wow. She was just like, ha, 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 land of the free, home of the brave. I can't think of anything else to say. Not sure what to do. She was a hell of an interviewer, huh? Boy, she really has to hit the hard-hitting yeah, questions. hard-hitting questions for Todd Starnes. You know, the one thing I, I, I that they, they always talk about is like the sort of, they're attacking traditional gender roles, right? They're attacking these traditional gender roles. Maybe we just are starting to understand and accept different gender roles? Like, is, is that a possibility <laughs> other than, like, we're just attacking them? No, you're not attacking them. You're just saying that maybe we were mistaken. Maybe over all this time that we've been, you know, we've had these traditional sort of patriarchal gender roles, then maybe those are, the, those are not great. Maybe that's not a great way because maybe that doesn't explore the entire continuum of sexuality and gender. Maybe what we need is a more open way to fucking look at it other than just fucking a goddamn binary system. Wait, are you suggesting that just because something's traditional doesn't make it better? I know, no kidding, right? Why, what, a, what a concept. You know, it used to be traditional that you get to own people. Yeah. That was a that was a long standing <laughs> tradition. tradition that we, yeah. we had, you know? I mean, that yeah. was really a, it's a long standing tradition the world has had for the bulk of its time, right? Like it used to be pretty traditional that people, you know, toiled seven days a week uh, for landowners. That's not really the tradition anymore. Like, tradition is a fucking meaningless, like, traditions are nice, Cecil. I have a lot of traditions. I have family traditions. I have traditions with my friends. I love the traditions in my life. Um, but if there's a better way to do something, then there's a better way to do something. You know, like, during Thanksgiving, like, I don't want traditional stuffing. 
I made stuffing once with fucking tamales. It was better than traditional stuffing. I don't ever want traditional stuffing again. Traditional is not a better. Traditional, right. it's like it's like the naturalistic right. fallacy. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just fucking try traditional fucking fruitcake and tell me traditions are a good idea. Right. <laughs> or eggnog. So this story comes from the Huffington Post, Islamic State's soothing system. Um, this is a uh, this is actually an editorial piece uh, regarding the um, terrible crisis going on in Iraq um, and spilling over cross border um, as ISIS seems to be marching largely unimpeded um, through Iraq and Syria um, and just announced the uh, uh, forming of an Islamic State, a caliphate. Um, and I, this article, Cecil, I thought was uh, very well written and had some some poignant pieces in it. Yeah, absolutely. I like that the guy's name is Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi. That'd be like calling me Cecil the Chicagoan, I think. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to call you Cecil the Chicagoan. Cecil the Chicagoan. It kind of uh, gives you like a good mob name. It does, actually, yeah. yeah. Or Chicago Cecil, Chicago I guess. Cecil, yeah, Chicago I like Cecil yeah. would be better. Um, I'd have to have a more square head, I think. But other than that, I kind of have it all set you'd up. You'd have to have like seven heart attacks is what you'd have That's to have. <laughs> have a like, toothpick in your mouth right. and be having a heart attack right now. Right while you're – and you may be. I'm. Uh, it's it's entirely there possible. Is, there's nothing uh, – yeah, there's absolutely nothing that's saying that I'm not having a heart attack right now. The only thing actually preventing you from having a heart attack is that there'd be nobody to edit the show. Yeah. <laughs> because, look, if you if, – if even if we finish the recording – if you have a heart attack, the show simply cannot be there edited. Would be, uh, there would be nothing would happen with right. it. Right. You no. would just take, you wouldn't even be able to put these two files together. I wouldn't even make know where like to get an the other file. I'd have to drive, I would have to drive to Chicago, pick up your computer, and shake it. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> hope that the file fell out of it. That's awesome. <laughs> One of the things that's happening in this article, there's, you know, like you say, there's it's an it's an editorial. And I think that. Um, there, there's a couple of good things in here, but one of them that I want to talk about, I want to read a little bit from this piece, and this is uh, from the Huffington Post. Uh, it says, in a utopian or dystopian schemes, ideology or the- theology are used to excuse what mostly ends up as power drive, often married with sadism and greed. The ISIS version of Islam promotes a totalitarian view of society in which all human activities are said to come under 7th century Quranic rules. It's particularly attractive to frustrated and often psychopathic young men seeking the opportunity to dominate others while finding clarity amidst the unsettling ambiguities of life. One thinks of the Nazis and the Bolsheviks. And I, you know, that's one thing that I, that I guess I never really made the connection with, I mean, even though like they're both kind of horrific. But really, there is a level of crazy that you have with that Sharia law, with the, you know, the Quranic rules that you just sort of see in the brutality of those other regimes. And, you know, human beings are brutal to one another. I mean, we are the fucking most brutal thing on the planet. We're brutal to nature and we're brutal to each other. I mean, look at the fucking horrible shit we've done to each other throughout the history of time. Uh, you know, it's all documented. I mean, look at, you know, the, the stuff that took place in, in China with the Japanese. Look at the stuff that took place in, you know, in Russia with their own goddamn people after the war. Right. Look at the, you know, look at what happened to the Jews. Look what happened to the the Native Americans in the United States. You know, you just work your way through history and it's just one fucking travesty after another. 
And, you know, when you stop and think about it and you think about all these people that are, you know, being killed for being adulterers, all these women that are, you know, getting acid thrown in their face or their wells poisoned because they want to learn a fucking thing. How far off is that? Now, it's not in the big fucking wide numbers that you would, you know, that you normally see in these big awful things, but it's it's no less horrible than those things that happen. It's just happening on a smaller scale and over a wider range. Yeah, this, I mean, it, this appears to be, you know, just a repeat of a common thread throughout all of history, right? You know, it's, it, and and the religious aspect, and the reason I haven't tweeted a whole lot about this or put a lot of out on Facebook about about the uh, <clears throat> folks in ISIS um, is a because it's not funny, so that's that's the big part. Right, of it. sure, yeah, it's, it's hard to make a fun. joke. Yeah, um, I haven't found an article yet that I thought was like, oh yeah, this will be a hoot. Um, but but also because you know this is this is really um, a terribly complicated situation, um, and, and this does seem to be really the worst parts of human nature being fueled um, by religious excuses. Um, and I don't want to give religion an out here because I think if the religious religious excuses were not in play, um, I, I think that it would be a lot harder for something like this to move as quickly, particularly in today's environment. I yeah. think that these these sorts of um, you know really human tragedies and 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 travesty stories um, are really only possible in small chunks of the world now. You know, this isn't going to happen in a first world nation. Uh, this this strikes me as as literally quite impossible to happen in a first world nation, but in nations that are ruled um, by a dogmatic religious regime, um, this is this is absolutely not even remotely surprising. Uh, there's a there's a line in this article that I also thought was particularly telling, and I want to read it um, because I think it's it's really the hope, um, and the hope here it says the hope is to marginalize the Middle East until the passage of time. Modern communication, humanitarian aid, wider travel and trade can moderate its worst aspects and encourage these tyrannies to become normal countries. Um, and there's something a little insulting about the idea of normalization, um, but I really don't give a shit about the insulting nature of that comment because I think that it's true. I think that, you know, this is a throwback to the seventh century for a reason because. The only way for this sort of ideology and this sort of uh, these mass killings and these, um, you know, horrible ideas to to really take root and to march in swath across country. The only way that that happens um, is by taking hold in places that lack the kind of technological and democratic infrastructure that the first world has. That's the bulwark against the bulwark rather against these sorts of bad ideas and dictatorships and uh, uh, tyrants. Um, these things can happen in places where those protections, which are largely technological and democratic, political and economic in nature, those are really what protect us. It's not rocket launchers and M16s. I as committed to safe sex as you are those abs. I know you're all about that abstinence thing, you know, but I mean, come on, B. Palin, are you serious? Like, you're not gonna hook up with, like, before you're married? For real. For real. For real, for real? For real, for real, for real. So this story comes from Vox.com. Colorado offered free birth control and teen births fell by 40%, um, as opposed to Mississippi, which offered free abstinence. <laughs> I don't work out for Mississippi. Yeah. Right? So yeah. 
good luck with that, with the free abstinence. Yeah, no uh, kidding. It turns out, you know, when you're looking at a package uh, and one of them has air and the other one has a condom. Yeah. <laughs> the condom is vastly more successful at preventing yeah. pregnancies. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I find the correlation in this between the, the story about um, drugs. You remember that drug story where they legalized all these drugs and people kind of just stopped doing their like, ah, yeah, kind of right. don't really yeah. want to do the drugs because it was at this weird place, whatever, et cetera. And then, you know, they gave people like clean needles and all this shit that, you know, that goes with, you know, they're giving them the drugs so they don't have to, you know, steal anything. And then they're giving them a place to do it with clean stuff. And like all the problems that sort of surround drugs just disappeared. And the same thing here, right? It's like, you know, you give people contraceptions and all the problems that teen births and abortions, like, you know, the thing too, read through, it's like abortions, like, those fucking abortions are are dropped dramatically as well. So it's like all the different, you know, problems that happen, you know, like teen pregnancies and, you know, a lot of abortions and things like that sort of dwindled right away. Uh, I think it's amazing. And I think, you know, what they should probably try to do is legalize guns in Chicago. Um, maybe not. I guess that's probably not yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe that last bit. You know, um, they just they just actually it's funny because they did. Give a they they lifted the handgun ban in Chicago <laughs> in God. like the last two years, and uh, well, our, yeah. What uh, was there like over the Fourth of July weekend? There was like people murdered. Yeah, eighty-two people total got fucking shot. That's outrageous. So, yeah, they should actually. What they should do is like in Chicago. You know, they give away free condoms. They should just give away free guns. They should give, give like, away free Kevlar. Is what they should <laughs> give away at this point. <laughs> I saw an Onion article that said something like, the air in Chicago has now been proven to be mostly bullets. 75% bullets. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You know, if if only there was some way to take a look at this data and say, wow, you know, this is an effective use of time and resources. It saves the state money. And then, you know, use that as sort of, I don't know, like, you know, some, some kind of experimental... You know, isn't isn't that the whole idea behind sure, the states sure. themselves is that each state does what works for them and then the other states kind of look around and then take the best pieces and you from know, each? Here's here's the thing that that people don't understand that people just don't get, right? You know, the people who are the teens and the people who are going to be having who who need this free birth control, the people who need this stuff are people that are on the margins, the people that, are, you know, either the teens and they're just not going to fucking they're not going to be able to support a kid or they're on the margins and they just don't have the money for the birth control. Those are people that the government's going to have to help support anyway if right. they make new people. If they start making new people, you're in it to win it then. Now it's like fucking now it's not just they got to birth the baby, which, you know, the state's going to have to help subsidize. Then they've got to take care of the baby till it's, you know, old enough or until they get stable enough to take care of it on their own. Oh. Man, can't you just fucking cut out the middleman and be like, hey, why don't we just start to pre- prevent some of these pregnancies? You know, but the problem is, is they think like, I don't even know, like the thing like fucking an IUD is like, you know, when a woman has an IUD, it's like a fucking angel comes out and punches the woman in the stomach or something like that. I don't even know. <laughs> just like, think what? It's like an IUD yeah. for babies. Exactly. That's, That's what ex- think it's all it's I think like it is too. Yeah. Bomb in your yeah, fallopian as as the, tubes. yeah. As soon as the sperm goes over, it's just like boom, boom. What was that? Oh, sorry. My IUD went off. I just. Yeah. I mean, that, like they, they just flashes of light from inside her vagina. <laughs> see her dress. She's wearing a dress. And you see like it's like lightning flashing underneath. No, but, but seriously, the uh, the they just don't understand it. They just don't. And they want to make sure that, you know, 
people stay poor, I think, is more than anything else. I think they just want to make sure that people fucking continue to be poor forever because that's that's really the cycle of poverty is having a child when you can't take care of it. And then you're stuck with this child and you're stuck in this like role of being a caretaker when you can't even support yourself. That's not a good thing for anyone. But I, you know, part of me thinks that, you know, it's it's more of a strategy than anything else. I mean, just wouldn't doesn't this belie the difference between a policy based on ideology Versus a policy based on pragmatism yeah, and, exactly. and realism, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, I mean, ideology says like, well, we don't want kids having sex, so we're just not going to give them any tools or education, and that'll prevent them. And it's like, well, that's fucking, that's Mississippi and Alabama. Like, that's a terrible idea. Colorado's like, yep, kids love some fucking, so let's make sure they can do it without getting pregnant. I got, I got two boys, man, and it's like as soon as they even approach the possibility of being sexually active, I'm basically going to cover them in condoms. Yeah, they're gonna like exactly. they're gonna go out of school. They're gonna like I'm gonna sew fucking condoms into their clothes. Like they're gonna have fucking condoms hanging like fucking keychains off of shit. It's gonna be fucking condomageddon around those kids. I may wrap them in condoms before they go to school. <laughs> they just like suffocate on the way. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to reproduce then. It's a terrible decision. It is altogether right to discriminate against homosexual behavior. This story comes from the independent. Colorful football shoes. And football is really soccer here. Colorful football shoes made World Cup a homosexual abomination, says Russian priest. Because Russian priests always dress so demurely. Yeah. <laughs> You can't get any more close to a dress than a Russian Orthodox vestments, can you? Oh, my God. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Those guys are fucking rainbow bright with crosses. (laughs) It's ridiculous. And they're worried about the shoes of soccer players? Yeah, and isn't the Russian, like, mascot like a big gay bear? Like, isn't that? (laughs) It's like a big dude with a beard. Oh, my God. You know, he took exception to the brightly colored football shoes. In particular, um, he said, wearing pink or blue shoes, the squad might as well wear women's knickers or a bra. Added that he was also offended by the, quote, unthinkable hairstyles of some of the players. This is a guy looking to be offended. <laughs> unthinkable hairstyles. What was someone's hair shaped like a dick? Like, know, what? Right? like what, is, what is your. But even that wouldn't be necessarily gay. Like, it'd have to be shaped like a dick. And then the <laughs> and next guy's hair would have to be shaped it. like a bum, and you'd have to, like, headbutt each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, somebody's, like, like, one shaped like a dick, and the other one's just a wall with a hole in it. That's why that I one... only play soccer barefoot with exactly. a shaven head. Because I don't want head. the Russian orthodoxy yeah. on my shit. You don't want to get in trouble with those guys. Forget about it. Yeah, I. When it, it fucking, what a what a bunch of fucking killjoys. Just because your life sucks doesn't mean everybody else's life has to suck too. Just like I live in a monochrome existence, <laughs> so should you. Yeah, we know Russia looks like a fucking like a, a noir movie. You don't have to like make us all live in it with you. Podcasters, they live in squalor, destitute and disenfranchised, eking out an existence as best they can in such desolate places as Chicago. In pairs, but otherwise alone, they suffer from hunger and thirst, barely making it day to day on store brand chicken wings and weak domestic beer. In the arms of the angels. 
But now you can help. For just a few dollars a podcast, pennies a day, you can give them the restaurant-style chicken wings and imported beer that they so desperately need. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you can make a difference in their lives, allowing them the opportunity to rant unfettered as nature intended. Please, Go to patreon.com backslash distance pod today, make a pledge, and help these poor, innocent creatures lead a life worth living. So this story comes from uh, news.discovery.com. Drought spurs interest in water dowsing. Uh, because everybody knows that when you run out of water, the best thing to do is to wander around in the desert with a couple of sticks. Um, dowsing, if any of you guys don't know, uh, is nonsense where you basically want, I mean, you, you wander around with a couple of wick with a stick that forms a V and you hope that the V will somehow point to water using the ancient method of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> There's a name for it. Did you see the name for it? Yeah, it's Robdomancy. Robdomancy. I thought that was like being able to make people other people's muscles bleed. Right. I, you know, That's- it's funny. It's like I was thinking of like <laughs> Uncle Robdo, like like that shit you get like when you work so hard, your fucking muscles break down right, and right. you get protein in your urine or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a great time. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought what one of the comments on the on our Facebook page was awesome. He says, "You know, you're looking what you're looking at is real when it has Mancy in the name." <laughs> <laughs> That's looking great. The photo of this is great yeah. too because it's just got like this dude in overalls looking dubiously at a stick. Like, the fuck am I supposed to do with a stick? Looks like it's from a Twilight Zone or it something. Does look like it? a Twilight Zone yeah. photo. Like it's got that Rod Sterling sort of yeah. uh, look to it. Um, there's not a whole lot to say here, except for the dowsing is fucking nonsense. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, it also goes to show that um, people that are going to be con artists and take advantage of folks go where there is a need. And there is a need, right? There's this um, need for, for water and uh, and especially in great droughts and things like that. And there are people, you know, especially in California, right? California's fucking completely you know, seeing this massive drought as right. it stands right now. And, you know, there is a market. There is a market for someone to come by and be like, hey, I'm fucking douse some shit for you. I'll be able to find you some water. And the people, I, you know, like the, the, the article even says, it's like, look, no matter where you drill, you just have to go deep enough. That's yep. all there is to it. Like, it, you know, water is there. Like, there's going to be water. Yeah, on occasion, you're not going to hit it. But most of the time, you're going to hit water. It just depends on how deep you have to go. And this is really just a fucking coin flip. I mean, it's not even a coin flip. It's less than a coin flip because they have ways now to use, you know, modern technology to help find water and instead of, you know, fucking using dowsers. Oh, right. You know, and the thing is, like, if the dowsers who are just they're just con men. Right. So the guys going out there, they're they're advertising. They're they're hucksters. They're pay, they're getting paid to do this and they're getting paid to do what anybody can do. They're probably looking at, you know, water table records before they make the appointment. So they somebody calls. 
They're desperate. They're fucking thirsty. They're worried about their cattle. They're worried about their farms. They're worried about their wells, their kids, their homes. You know, so they call one of these people, and what do they do? They probably look at the water table. They pull some uh, some some land records out, poke around a little bit, do some preliminary research, grab any old fucking stick, wander out there, and say. Here it is. X marks the spot. Dig. And if they don't find water, like you said, all they can do is all they have to do is just say, well, just keep digging. Just right. fucking keep digging. Like you'll either hit water, you'll hit China. Like one or yeah. the other motherfucker. Or they say something like, oh, well, you know, not everything's 100 percent. And you're like, well, fucking I didn't pay you to fucking not do it. Right. Can you imagine hiring another contractor like, yeah, can you build a patio? Well, about a 90 percent chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so you can fix my toilet. Yeah, I got about a seventy-one percent chance that I can fix your toilet. Yeah, uh, well, the other, the other, uh, you know, twenty-nine percent, your house is going to be filled with sewage. <laughs> right. <It's- laughs> you see the link at the bottom. Ultimate revenge: A sixteen-year-old bullied student feeds tormentor semen-filled cupcakes. Oh shit! <laughs> I would only eat like six or seven of those. <laughs> Man, once I found out they were semen filled, I'd have a hard time finishing the batch. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I'm not saying I wouldn't finish it. Yeah, but I'd have a hard time. Uh, I would have a hard time. A very that. hard time. <laughs> Speaking of hard times, <laughs> this comes from Pink News. Uh, U.S. judge says lesbians can be cured. By male soldiers, an American judge has been accused of advocating corrective rape for lesbians. Um, I actually don't think necessarily that that's what his so comments either. are saying. I don't think so either. Like I read this, I was like, that doesn't seem like what he's saying. No, I mean he's saying some awful shit. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, he's saying some awful shit. But I don't know that he's being like. And then they should rape all the lesbians. Yeah. Like I mean, he's clearly not saying that. What I think he's saying in this is he's basically saying like once these women. Get around these manly, manly men in the army. Their, you know, vaginas will just scream, please fuck him. Right, right. That's, that is, I mean, that's, that's a fucking ridiculous, awful, reductionist, essentializing, well, mean spirited thing to say. Yeah, it doesn't take into account human sexuality at right. all. Like, it, right. it, it basically throws human sexuality out the window. No, actually, it doesn't. What it does, I think, more than throwing it out the window is replaces everyone in the world's sexuality with this man's, right? <laughs> That it's basically saying like my sexuality is ubiquitous. Like the way I feel about women is the way women feel about men naturally. All men feel the same way, and all women feel the same way. You know, he's, and I think he's confusing this with a bad porno. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. That it. He's yeah. just really he's confusing yeah. this with a bad porno where you're like, like two women are going at it, and a dude walks in like, but we're lesbians. Like they pull out like a fucking forty inch dick, and the girls are like. <laughs> We love the cock. <laughs> like, like it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Literally ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a guy um, who said my solution would get the distaff part of our homosexual population off our collective broke back, thus giving ha. straight male GIs. <laughs> I know. Broke back. So get clever. it. You get it. A fair shot at converting lesbians and bringing them into the mainstream. So. Um, Clearly somebody who doesn't understand stuff or people. Yeah, he says, and I want to read this. It says, this is a quote from him. Shouldn't the overly straight warriors who answer their, and he spelled country wrong, spelled it county, their county's (laughs) call be spared the indignity of showering with other men who achieve lascivious enjoyment from the sight of those lithe naked bodies and who may be tempted to seek more than a view? 
You know, he went on to say, these men who lather their strong, young American cocks ever so slowly, their balls so pert and tight as the cold water forms droplets on their ripped abs and well-defined pectoral muscles. Okay, maybe he didn't say that, but he thought uh, that. I'm going to have to see you in my private <laughs> chambers. That. I mean, the way that's written, though, doesn't that sound like... I mean, that sounds kind of gay. I, mean, I want to say. Oh, yeah, man. It sounds a little yeah. gay. It's it's pretty yeah. ridiculous. Like, this is a guy who's worried that when he goes to the gym about looking around and seeing a dick. You know what I mean? Like, this is a guy in the fucking locker room who's like, eyes down, eyes down, eyes down. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! So this story comes from the Raw story. Kentucky GOP lawmaker defends coal. We... I love this. We all agree. Mars is the same temperature as Earth. <laughs> Mars, by the way, guys, Mars is the same temperature as the Earth. Do you want to hear him say I got to it? hear it. It's fucking amazing. Okay, so here we go. I don't see you as being one of the enemies. I know you've got a, a very tough job to do, but as you sit there in your chair with your data, we sit up here and ours with our data and the constituents and stuff behind us. As you sit there with your city slicker data? With your... You fucking learning you, words. With your, think, with your thinking bits. <laughs> you scientists with all your thought thinking and your brain stuffs. <laughs> with your number calculators. <laughs> and your computer thingies. I don't want to get into the debate about the climate change, but I will just simply point out that I think in academia we all agree that the the, the temperature on Mars is exactly as it is here. What are you uh, nobody saying? will dispute that. Yet there are no coal mines on Mars. There's no factories on Mars that, that, that I'm aware of. Uh, so I think what we're looking at is something much greater uh, than what we're going to do. Is he talking about Mars, I, Pennsylvania? He, he must. He must be talking about Mars candy bars. Mars, Pennsylvania, I think is what he's That's talking it. about. Mars, That's California, it. and Mars, Texas. All three of those exist. So it's one of those three. It's it it certainly is not Mars the planet, yeah. Um, because uh, Mars the planet is about sixty seven degrees below zero. Yeah, that is the that is the average surface temperature on Mars. Uh, the high temperature about sixty eight degrees at noon, and with a low of about two hundred and forty three degrees below zero at the poles. So just like Earth. You're just like Remember Earth. that day you woke up and the weather person said, and today it's going to be 200 <laughs> degrees below zero. Also, all life on Earth has been extinguished. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck? Like, there's like, there's like shit that's like gases in our fucking, in our atmosphere that freeze at like 200 <laughs> degrees below zero. Yeah. yeah. Somebody actually put a comment on our Facebook page and I want to read it. They said, my guess is that Senator Smith, uh, Pretty Little Head was confused by the bit of internet fluff that was being passed around last winter to the effect that the current lowest U.S. temperature was lower than, if I recall, the current equatorial Martian temperature, which occasionally happens. In terms of mean temperature, of course, Mars is much colder. And I think that, you know, like that makes sense, you know, where he, right. he clearly got these things mixed up. But, you know, this is a person who's making decisions for us. This is a guy who doesn't know that fucking... I mean, this is a guy who doesn't know that fucking Mars is colder. I mean, yeah. you know, it's clearly fucking colder, man. Like, I mean, I I can't imagine like a six year old not knowing that. Dude, it's OK if your fucking Uncle Rick 
at the holiday picnic fucking says something like that, right? And you're like, ah, Uncle Rick, he's an idiot. Ah, yeah. You know, like, it's a good have- thing he's a welder. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Wait, all our welders are going to call in. Yeah, all our welders are pissed um, off. But yeah, like, you know, if, if, if just like some random dude says something like that, you're like, ah, whatever, random dude. Right. Yeah. Who um, gives a shit? But a fucking lawmaker? Like a law-talking guy a law here, talking like guy. a decision-maker, yeah. and he's using this to defend coal. He's using this to say that it doesn't matter how much shit we pump out, like how much carbon emission, basically, we pump out into our environment. It means nothing. It has no effect because they're not mining coal on Mars, and it's the same temperature. It's like that fucking guy who's like, yeah, well, the dinosaurs yeah. didn't drive cars. It's the same like, it's the same fucking thing. It's the exact same thing as that guy who's basically like, here's a fucking non sequitur. Want to follow right. this non sequitur? Because that's going to lead you away from the real fucking argument, which is we're basically face fucking the earth. Right, exactly. And when these guys are the reason that we're not going to get anything done to fix yeah. it. No, I mean, these are these, you know, and the thing is, is like, like when you start talking about all the stuff that's going on in in the world and how quickly the temperature is rising and you know you look at the fucking the crazy you know ice sheets that are melting and the glaciers that are disappearing and all this stuff and there's all this evidence mounting and mounting and mounting and then you just get all these people there's just this whole rash of people who are just like that's just some bullshit and you're just like no like i mean i'm like i'm fucking standing on the data pelting you with fucking melting snowballs asshole and no, no, that's just not it's just not real. They yeah, just want to keep true. on sticking their fingers in their ear and keep on basically, you know, pocketing tons of money. Right. You know, that, and that's the reason why this guy is even arguing for this, because his constituents want to make sure that they can keep burning coal. Yeah, because I'm sure that there's coal mines and that there's coal power plants and that, you know, coal is a significant part, I'm sure, of the uh, industry and energy infrastructure in Kentucky. And I don't mean to take anything away from that. Like. It it would it would be a tr- I mean it would be a very difficult thing to shift our our entire economy away from coal to change our energy infrastructure. People would lose their jobs. That would not be a good thing for those people. I'm not I'm not unsympathetic to that. You know, if I woke up tomorrow and somebody was like, "Yeah, well, we decided title insurance is bad for the environment," so. You're fired. They'd be like, but I have a family to feed. I have a mortgage to make. So I am sympathetic to that. But, you know, the 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 thing that lawmakers and policymakers need to do is have the fucking balls to actually make some long-term decisions about the health and safety and future and economic viability of our country. And if they can't do that, if all they can do is fucking hoard and protect what they have today, yeah, then they're yeah. fucking everybody harder than they think they are. Like, you know, it's it, it, it it's like saying, yeah, don't worry, I'll protect your house while you're on vacation. And everybody feels good and everybody feels safe. And then as soon as you leave for vacation, the guy fucking burns your house down. <laughs> it's amazing how few politicians have a long game in, in place. Yeah. You know, it's amazing to me how how many politicians there are out there that just they're always talking about the now they're always talking about this quarter and it's it's so surprising to me that no one in ever wants to give up anything that they have right now uh you know we you know when you think about anything that 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 hurts when you think about anything that's difficult you look at like weight loss right You've got to give up something now for benefits later on, right? You've got to give up the taste of the food and being eating until you're sated 
so that you could lose the weight that you need so you'll feel more healthy, right? It's, it's a difficult process. It's a hard process, which is why it's, there's no real good way to do it other than just the old-fashioned tried-and-true diet and exercise, right? It's just a fucking tough thing to do, and it's hard for people to do it. And it has good benefits, but nobody wants it, it, it. You know, you could see, you know, just by the number of you know weight loss classes and weight loss books and weight loss pills and weight loss fucking belts and fucking little rollers you roll on the ground to fucking grind your abs up. All those <laughs> things exist because people don't want to waste the time now. They don't want to put any effort into it now. They want instant gratification. The problem is, is that they're making profits now, right? Everybody's making a profit. I'm making a profit. I'm making a profit. I don't want to cut into those profits to look at sustainability and to think about how this, this company is going to be in 50 years. I don't give a fuck about 50 years from now. I care about next fucking quarter. And we've got to stop thinking about next quarter and start thinking about the next quarter century or the next, you know, the next century and think about how the world's going to be. I mean, you, nobody has the long game in mind, and it's it's terrifying to somebody, even somebody who doesn't have children, who's not continuing his genetic fucking line, looks at this and goes, fuck, this is fucking depressing for the world. So we want to thank our patrons. We want to thank our brand new patrons and all of our other patrons, but we want to thank in particular the people who just joined on this week, Chris, Lloyd, Catherine, David in Kentucky, and Lana. Thank you very much, everyone. We really appreciate all the the hard-earned dollars that you pitch at us. Makes us feel loved, so thank you very much. So we got a, cor- a couple corrections. One of them was from Thomas, and Thomas sent us a message on Facebook, and then he posted it twice on Facebook. So he really wanted me to see it, so I want to make sure that I talk about it. <laughs> so since you mentioned PolitiFact in one of your small political discussions, I suggest you take a look at this. PolitiFact is, in fact, not so factual when it comes to some things. And I watched it, and it was a Rachel Maddow deconstruction about how PolitiFact uh, can be biased, and that's absolutely true. I mean, I and I, I certainly wouldn't give... Uh, PolitiFact a pass when it comes to that stuff. I'm, in my opinion, that's just a jumping point for your research. That's not a, a way to just be like, I, I believe what this person says. Like, I, I don't do that with anything. Like, I don't do that with, I don't know who does that with stuff where they just go to a place and be like, well, PolitiFact stamped it clear, so I should just follow their direction. I think you read what they say and then you follow the links and sort of do a little bit of research and see if they're telling the truth. Because, what you know, there's nothing that says PolitiFact can't lie to you. So, you know, or or like you said earlier, Tom, you know, edit by omission. You know, there's there's ways in which to do that and, and make it sound weird. So, you know, there's there's definitely some uh, some uh, you definitely want to do your research when it comes to that. But uh, uh, if you find it on our page, there's a Rachel Maddow thing. She goes 10, 10 minutes or so with PolitiFact. There's a couple of different pol- political checking organizations. Fact Check, I think, is one of them, too. So do your research. Check around. See what other people say about the same issue. Um, don't just settle for one thing. But thank you for sending it in. I, I, you know, That's something I didn't stress the last time, and it's helpful that you sent it in. Also, Harley sent in a message about the gay Bible verse. It looks like that it's not just in the Old Testament. It is actually in uh, the New Testament, Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. They do talk about condemning homosexuals. Not in the King James Version, though, Tom. They talk about effeminate people. Right, yeah. It's in the New International Version and the Living Bible. Um, But in the New King James Version, they say, uh, be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor uh, idolaters, nor effeminate. Uh, nor abusers, blah, 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 nor abusers of themselves with mankind. So I think this is like you can't masturbate either. Is that what abusers yeah, of themselves abusers of yourself. I, I don't know. What You know, the thing that, crazy, that drives me nuts is like adulterers. Like how many different people, like religious people, had mistresses? 
You know, and you're just yeah, like, right. well, you're, you're not going to get into the kingdom of God then, right? I mean, clearly fucking says that right here. And also the covetous. Like, fuck you, man. I can't covet shit. Yeah, this is the thing is like you read it and it's like, OK, so no one goes to no one goes to the stupid kingdom of God. Like, it's just like nobody gets to go. Your book is ridiculous. Yeah, and drunkards. Nobody what, should pay you know, what's drunk? It. You know what right. I mean? It's like, okay, well, what, a little drunk? A lot of drunk? Do I have to be drunk many days in a row? Do I have to be drunk at like or 9 o'clock at, on like a Tuesday in a casino in order to be a drunkard? Like how 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 far do I have to be to be a drunkard? Like and who gets to choose that? Yeah, is one drunkening enough? Like, yeah, exactly. If I had one drunkening, is <laughs> <Yeah>, that? Exactly. <laughs> like is that or do I have to be like drunk like three days yeah. out of seven? I mean, and, I, and, I, and abusing cares? yourself, is is that body piercing? Is it tattooing? You know, what is it? Right. Is it, is it masturbating? Sure. Because I'm guessing it is. Is it trying to stuff a cheeseburger in your mouth with a ball gag in there? I mean, who knows what it is? <laughs> yeah. If you can't abuse yourself, I'll tell you this much. I'm not going to any. Yeah, I don't even, even want to go there anyway. No. No, but it, yeah, it's, it's an important distinction, Harley, and we thank you for it. Uh, this is sexual relationships from David. It says, Listening to the most recent podcast, I want to point out that the right generally means by relationship. What they mean by relationship or sexual relationship is stuff I have to do slash put up with to blow my load. I thought that was a great set, great definition. I laughed awesome. when I read that. That was great. That is awesome. Got a message from uh, Ashley. Ashley with a PhD sent us a message about uh, the last episode when we talked about capgrass syndrome. Or delusion, uh, she, Capgrass delusion. Pardon Capgrass me. delusion. Yeah, she did, and uh, you know, she 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 wrote a, a reasonably lengthy email and said, "Long story short, I don't think that the Oklahoma primary loser has Capgrass delusion." She included a link um, to a YouTube video. So, thank you so much for your email and for the clarification and the additional information. Yeah, I'm going to check this out when I get a chance. I want to I want to see this uh, this video because I think it's you know that shit looks terrifying to me, and I, man, that's just. I, I kind of want to watch this, but I don't want to watch it at night. Right. I pretty much have all the delusions. I'm glad I just don't have this one. I got a message from uh, from some people starting a, a possible skepticism conference in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and they asked us if we might want to be involved, so we said we would be. So we'll keep you informed on that. It would be in August of 2015, so there's plenty of time to uh, for planning between now and then, but we'll let you know if it's going to go through and when tickets go on sale and those sorts of things. Got a message about uh, what people shouldn't send us via email. <laughs> yeah, we got kind of an interesting email from yeah. uh, from Jim. He says he was listening to a more recent episode, and we were addressing a listener's email. Um, and then he goes on to say that uh, he didn't feel it was appropriate that uh, somebody ask us medical questions. And this was in reference to the uh, email that we had received, which was like, hey, how come vaccinations get a pass? And we, you know, kind of batted that around a little bit and talked about uh, vaccinations and there was a comparison made in the email to vaccines and Tylenol and we addressed that as well um, and you know Jim to some degree you're right I think that uh, the the caller didn't really ask a medical question like you know hey doctor it hurts when I do this sort of a thing um, but uh, you know to some degree you're right and Cecil and I have been talking about uh, possibly putting together a show where we actually get a legitimate medical professional on to answer some questions and and kind of talk about some sacred cow sorts of issues. Um, so, uh, you know, as we get more details and uh, pin that down, we'll let you guys know kind of what what we're looking for. We're going to need feedback from the audience in order to do that. Um, part of it's going to depend on the kind of guests that we can put together in order to do it. But thanks so much, Jim, for the email. It kind of inspired us to put something together, and uh, we appreciate it. 
Yeah, and on that note, I think it would be interesting to put together some shows that do have experts that can answer your questions. So um, to sort of get the ball rolling, if you send us an email at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com and think about sort of the things that you are have a difficult time that the skeptics community sort of takes for granted. Like a lot of people take, you know, clearly we take vaccines and say vaccines are proven safe, but some people have a hard time believing that. So if you have a hard time with vaccines or you have a hard time with chiropractic or you have a hard time with acupuncture thinking, well, there might be something to it or there might be something to the vaccine deniers or there might be something to the climate change deniers. If there's something in the skeptical mindset that you think that you have a hard time sort of wrapping your head around. Send us a message and say, I'm not really sure about that. We got a message about that about fluoridation a while back, Tom, where somebody was like, I really don't know. I hear some stuff like what's going on with that. So it would be really cool to collect a group of questions that could be aimed at a certain person and then sort of ask them those questions. So send us your messages. If you have anything in the skeptical world that you think, you know, I just don't know about that. Uh, send us a message and we'll see if we can put together a show based on that. We want to thank uh, Nathan for sending in the glory hole song that he put together uh, you heard it earlier. We thought it was great. So we want to thank Nathan for for putting it together and sending it in. Adam has a, uh, a very funny uh, intro this week, and I want to play it. This is Adam Reeks for The Herd Mentality. This is his intro for his podcast, this upcoming uh, podcast, episode 66. So I want to play it, and uh, we get a little mention from Ray Comfort. Ray Comfort, welcome once again to the Herd Mentality. You must be thrilled with the amount of airtime you're receiving here. You've created an idol. Indeed I have. Now, you're actually a big fan of mine, I'm told. This is a really funny joke. No, it's okay. We're amongst friends here. Apparently your team have now worked out how podcasts are delivered. They are searching for something... Did you hear me on episode 27 of Incredulous with Andy Wilson, Jake Farwharton and Andrew Skegg? Yeah. Your thoughts? It's intellectual suicide. I agree. What about episode 159 of Cognitive Dissonance with Tom and Cecil? It wasn't long ago. How do you think that went? It wasn't a whisper of scientific evidence. No, it's not really their thing. Hard to discuss science when you're laughing that hard at religion. Glorious. I even made a brief appearance on Skeptoid recently. We're aware of that. Yeah, Friday the 4th of July it was released. Apparently you've listened to the entire back catalogue of Brian's show. Have you learned anything from it? Absolutely nothing. Sounds about right. Now, I can't let you go without getting an update on the 8 horsepower solid gold butt plug. That which can solve the problems of this nation. Would you class yourself now as a master on the device? I've never said I'm an expert. But as a recreational tool? A tool salvation. Great comfort. Thanks again for coming on the show. Appreciate your time. We wanted to expose the bogus science of evolution. And if you don't listen to Adam's podcast, uh, you probably should. This kind of incredibly clever editing doesn't do itself. That's for damn sure. <laughs> At least so I've been told. Yeah, right. Yeah. We also want to thank David for sending in. This is David in Kentucky, one of our latest patrons. And he sent in the funny bumper that you heard in the middle of our show. So we want to thank David in Kentucky for putting this together. We thought it was great. We laughed. And uh, we hope you did, too. It was great. And, you know, I got to say, I hope it works. Yeah. You know. I, I guess I guess what I'm saying is pony up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. So that wraps it up for this week. There's only one show this week, but we're going to have two shows next week for our extra episode. Um, we're hoping we're going to have a guest, but we're not sure we're going to get that person on yet. Um, so we're not going to tell you who it is. So there, take that. Uh, but we hope to have a guest within the with one of the two shows next week, if not in the very near future. So that wraps it up for this week. We're going to leave you, as always, with The Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. 
It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. <laughs>